networking, referrals, strategies for success, and real-life stories from professionals who are building a business based on relationship marketing. Welcome to the CirrusNet Podcast. Here, you'll learn how to stay connected in the local business community and become that person others get to know, like, and trust, and refer to. And now, your host, CirrusNet founder, Steven Ziskowski. I have Jason Tracy with Roar Consulting with me today for our 10th episode of the SiriusNet podcast. I think we're going to have a perfect 10 episode with Jason. He's the owner of Roar Consulting. He helps clients be the difference uh, in their clients' lives. So he's a sales coach and uh, super glad to have him on the show. Jason, thanks for being here. Let's talk about what business looked like for you when you started your business four years ago. So I had, I had been dreaming of starting this business for 10 years before I actually did. And I, did, um, I had gotten a great experience as a director of sales for this company and leading it out of bankruptcy. And it, I, I just had a lot of imposter syndrome. I, you know, I wanted to start a coaching consulting business. It had been this dream for a long time. And uh, it, but I was at the end of the day, even though I had the success, I'm like, Who, who's going to listen to me? And I'm just in this industry. How am I going to relate to any other industries? And so it was really holding me back. And I was really scared. I didn't. I I, I told my wife literally it was New Year's Eve in two, 2018. We were sitting and talking about what's going to happen in the next year. And I told her, if I'm still working my job, it's because I I'm. I'm just holding myself back and I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know what my mental health is going to be like if I take, if I work this job another year, but I don't know how I'm going to make that jump. And I got a, an email from my boss the next day and she was like, Hey, it was like January 2nd. She's like, Hey, let's meet up on Friday and talk about where we're going to, the direction of our company for the next year. And I was like, awesome. We do this every year. And then I said to my wife, I said, or I said to Gracie, I'm like, I think I'm, I think I'm being let go. And she was like, why would you say that? And I'm like, I just have this vibe. We, this is not no, nothing new. We have these meetings every year. This is not nothing new. But I feel you, you like- You can sense those kind of things, right? It. Yeah, you can feel it. I can it. sense it. <laughs> so I get there and I'm like, I've been part of these, these meetings, these types of meetings over and over and over again in my career. And I could just feel the atmosphere. It's like, I knew exactly what was going to happen when I walked in, kind of. I didn't expect getting the huge cash gift that I got. And so my boss- Debbie, she brought me in. She knew that she she said she knew she wanted that I wanted to start a business. She knew it's been my dream for a long time, but I was open and honest about where I wanted to go. And she was very appreciative of all the work that I put in and what I the time that I put in for that nine years. And she she gave me a going away present so I could go start my business and feed my family and pay my bills and do that kind of stuff. And, what a blessing! Uh, what a blessing! What a blessing. What, a, what a classy thing to do too. It was amazing. On the way home, I was just. First off, the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders because I had said, I, you know, I, what am I going to do? I want to start this business, but I have no idea how I'm going to start. And then I get this prayer answered, right? This, uh, this, that, it, it kind of works out. Um, and just thinking about, wow, I attached my car to the right person. Somebody that, you know, somebody that I took care of her and I helped her business survive. Uh, but at the same time, she brought that back and she took care of me and was very appreciative of that, what I put in, but wanted to see me go further, wanted to see me live my dreams and how many companies and how many bosses think like that. And so I was very appreciative. But that being said, 
I was so excited. I got to go. I get to go build my business. I get to go. You're in the and, open now, right? You, the, I, you want to be in the open. It's the light shining on you. Yeah, I got to put, put a few weeks into thinking of the name and Rourke Consulting, and there's a lot of reasons why I thought of that and uh, and whatnot. But this was my mindset, Steve. Is um, I was still so buried in imposter syndrome. I'm like, I get to live my dream for six months. <laughs> I get to go out there and just have the time of my life and, and hopefully I can make it a year. Hopefully I can make it a year. And, uh, and that was my mindset. And I'll tell you what, was that, uh, you, was that what you were thinking too, Jason, in terms of like your resources and financial support, were you really kind of looking at it going six months? I got to make this work in six months. If I can do it like that first six months, maybe I'll get another six months. So you were really yes. thinking there was a lot of pressure then. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. I have this much money. I know how long it's going to last, <laughs> you know, and so I've got six months to be able to really put this together and start making money to where I can support my family. And at the end of that six month, if I'm not making money, I don't, you know, I'm going to have to go find a job. And if, just, if, you, if somebody asked you, Jason, I'm thinking about starting a business and I know I've got like three to six months worth of living expenses. Uh, is that a good situation for me? What would you say? <laughs> I would say go out and run and do it. Um, uh, what I waited for, Steve, was yeah. for my back to be against the wall, okay. for all yep. my money to be gone before, because I, I I was building, I was having fun, I was growing, and and I think that was so important I, yeah. I, to grow, to to really grasp, I guess, to get out there and network, build relationships. We talk about that building that relationship mm -hmm. piece, and I think here's another big writer downer and a tip is you can't go out and network and think that you're going to sell people in the first time you meet them. And I see that happen so much in the networking world. The people, I'm going to go out to this networking event. And I'm going to meet some clients today. In, you know, in those, in, when you go out with that mindset, people literally run from you. You're not going to meet clients today. And so I went with the strategy because I'd been in sales my whole life. I'd, I'd had this system of, of coaching people how to be the difference. And, and that was how I was successful in my career. So I had that piece. And so I knew I had to go out and build relationships. So I hit every free networking event that I could. I hired a coach and this coach got, introduced me to a lot of different people, a lot of different events and, and, and venues. And so I got, I started gaining my traction. I started, you know, I was getting out there. People were starting to realize me because I was a superstar in my industry. In my industry, everybody knew who I was. And this is not a conceited thing. People would say, I got to hire a Jason Tracy. My role had my name to it. Like people would say, oh, I need to hire a Jason Tracy. I need to find one of you. And mm -hmm. so people in my industry knew me. My problem is I hated the industry. I was burnt out of it. I didn't want to be in that industry. One. And two, I'd watch other people like me that it had success in my industry, go out and start a consulting company and go out right away and run back into cellular. And guess what? Ah. Now they've got a job again because, because they've got one client and that one client said, listen, I want to hire you. And it's so enticing. How do you turn that down? Because you're not making money anywhere else. How do you turn down that? And it's easy to run back to that job. I did not want that to happen. I wanted to be able to go out there, diversify, get in and, and get some change, be parts of other industries, other people's types of businesses, and, uh, and, and also not be stuck getting back in a job that I hated. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Once you've had a taste of entrepreneurial freedom and the creativity uh, and the fact that it's also so personal because it, it, it comes from your DNA. Uh, yes. It's like having another child. It really is. It, it is. And, and you've got to be the responsible parent of that child. 
as well. Okay, so so your first year in business, you you use maybe the first six months to be strategizing, formulating, planting the seeds. Yes. Uh, did you did you run out of money before you got your first client? Did you did you start getting some clients? What did that look like? What was the transition like, Tracy or Jason, between getting you know getting your first client and starting to get some traction? Where did that start happening, and why do you think you started getting traction? So I was gaining little clients that were paying me very little money that made no difference to my bottom line, uh, but I was gaining some traction with that. I was running out of money. I was, toward, toward, I was literally waking up to my bank account as low emails, which was really deflating. Uh, I was really, I, was, I remember I very clearly, I was steaming my clothes one morning, having a pity party for myself, thinking, <laughs> what am I going to do? Am I going to, do I give up altogether and think this is, I was not meant to be a business owner. I'm going to go out and get a job. I can find a job just like that. I know I have connections. I can go out and get a job. That's was was Gracie working a job? Did she have a, her Gracie own work? Gracie was at that working time? a job. Okay, at so that, there was at, at least a little bit of um, diversity in where your your revenue is coming in from. Well, okay, so uh, I know this, we're keeping this at 20 minutes, so a yep. little bit of the backstory. At this time, at this six-month point, my grandma had just died. My grandma oh, was like a second mom to me. I'm running out of money. In two days after my grandma's funeral, my, my wife, who's the top, seller she was a, she was working at harley she was working at a harley dealer and mm. she was the number one salesperson in their company every single month and they fired her for not making 20 phone calls on a sunday the weekend that my grandma died uh they they wanted to make an example and they wanted to make an example they'll fire their top salesperson for not making calls and so they fired their top salesperson for not making sales calls so as i'm steaming my clothes my wife does not have a job She's been oh. helping support us. <laughs> she, was, she, was a, she was a She had her best half a year. And she had been, she was at Harley for five years, and she had her best half a year that year. She was just crushing it. You know, you know, it's really interesting too because a lot of people think about, well, you know, uh, you know, start a business or do something where I'm secure, right? Yeah. Go get a job somewhere where I'm secure. Uh, yep. But look at the situation with Gracie. Really, are you secure when somebody else is writing the check for you to be there? Are you secure? I don't think so. And that's what I'll say. And I learned that Trisha had that same advice. Trisha Turner had the same advice as far as like somebody told her, hey, there's no other, you have no job security at a job. The only, the, the, the way that I wake up every morning is knowing that I make my future. I, yeah. I create my, my reality. Yes. And so that was the realization I had among many other really key realizations that I had that morning steaming my clothes was that one, every time I've ever had my back against the wall, that's been the best time of my life. I've, 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 I've found a way to turn it around. So I'm yes. like, okay, I'm a strong person. I, I call that forced, forced innovation, yes. forced creativity. And, and those are me the best too. moments. Yeah. Me too. If, look, if you want to try to squeeze water out of a rock, you better squeeze it really hard. And, and you know, you're a rock, I'm a rock. And when we get squeezed hard, good stuff comes out, even though most people don't get very much when they try it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, so so as I realized that, um, I realized I, I, this was my dream and I shed that attitude or I shed that mentality that I wasn't, I was only going to make it to six months. I was only going to make it for a year. I realized from what the traction that I was getting uh, and the network I was building, even though it was just a fraction of what I have now, was that I have a place. People like I, I, have, a, I have a place. People are interested in what I'm doing. Um, this isn't just a pipe dream anymore. I can shed the imposter syndrome that uh, people do want to hear me. I had a, a, several speaking events. And so people, 
So what, so what happened between the point in which you were getting some clients that were those low paying clients that really didn't add to your bottom line? What was the, what happened? What was the, the moment of friction, the moment of whatever happened that took yeah. you from getting those clients to starting to get the clients you wanted? This is big and this is what I coach. So it's, uh, it's why it's, why it's so big is I was, I, even though I had built my whole career off and being the difference in, in sales, I was thinking about myself. I was thinking about how am I going to feed my family? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to make this business work? How am I going to not have to go back to work? <laughs> how am I not going to have to go back to get, get a job? And so I'm thinking that going into every single meeting. Mm -hmm. I, if I'm going and meeting with a client, I'm thinking, how am I going to close this sale? I need this money. With that mindset, I'm not asking the best questions. I'm not diving in and finding out really what their true pain points are. I'm just trying to squeeze that square peg in that round hole, trying to make it fit however I can. And so that big realization I had while I was steaming my clothes throughout the process was, oh my God, I'm, I'm the antithesis of what I'm coaching. And I can't figure <laughs> out why the people I'm coaching are, going, are not doing what I'm, at, what I'm telling them because I'm, I'm the example, right? I'm, yeah. going, I'm showing them, I'm leading by example. I'm showing yes. them the way and I'm thinking about myself all the way in the oh, sense of, yeah. yeah, I care about other people, but I need to eat. I need to pay my bills. My wife is counting on me. My, my hey, let, let me throw something out there too, because I think that we all kind of go through that initially when we're starting our business for sure, because of yeah. that. Sometimes there's just that feeling of fear and fail, failure and scarcity. We've got this dream. We personalize the dream. We don't want to see the dream turn into a nightmare. You know, we want to keep it a dream. And, uh, and, and then eventually, um, like for myself, uh, before I've got a ritual now that helps me check my head. So when I open my eyes first thing in the morning, I don't move, I don't get out of bed until I've gone through my little prayer ritual, which helps me set my intention for the day. And one of them that I say every day that I run meetings or have meetings with people is, you know, give me what I need today to give the people I come in contact with what they need from me, period. Yes. Yes. And I just, you know, then the rest of the day is all about everybody else and things fall beautifully into place. Yeah, it's an everyday reminder because, and this is why I talk about being the difference is because yes. everybody says, I care about people. I want to help people. I'm in business to help people. Um, what makes me different? I listen. That's a lie. Uh, that's, that's a lie. Most people are not listening. And it's not because you're a bad person. It's because we're, it's human nature. We think about ourselves, right? And, and especially if we're in danger zone, we just started this business. We have no idea how we're going to make money. It's just a natural reaction. We've got to understand those emotions, put them aside, have that little prayer, have that little meditation before meeting up with a, a person, another person in front of you and wondering, just to be curious, who are they? Why are mm -hmm. they? What, why do they do what they do? Mm -hmm. what, what challenges are they having? How can I serve them? Is so there a way I can So you them? felt the shift then was more of the focus on the client. So you yes. starting to then step into the things that you already knew yes. were the right things to do, but were having difficulty yourself emotionally doing that yourself. And then you were able to make that happen. Yeah. And, that, and that's it was what literally that changed. day, Steve. It was literally that day I was when I was seeing my clothes, I was going out to a big potential client and I had I I, I had that realization. I went out and I just talked. I asked questions and I listened 
And by asking questions, I learned more than what I would have learned if I was talking and telling them why they needed to hire me, why I was the best you know, possible choice for them, why this, that, and that, you know, all these things. I listened to them and then I was able to give them the perfect solution and I closed the deal. And it was it was a big deal. It was uh, it was a big client. Uh, and, and it was what kept me alive for, for two years, you know, in the first two years of my business there. Excellent. That is awesome. Okay, so let's let's do something really quickly then before we talk about uh, perspective and talking about what you've learned from when you started to where you are today, because I would consider you now to be a somewhat sophisticated networker. You do things with intention and you have a plan. I mean, you understand yeah. how to build your tribe, where, where people fit in uh, on your network spectrum. <laughs> because I understand who my people are. Yes. And that's huge. It's yeah. really huge. So let's talk about your business. Uh, before we talk about you know uh, what you've learned about networking and, and your SiriusNet experience, let's talk about today. Yeah. Let's talk about today. Um, paint the picture for me, uh, if you can, like who is the ideal client for you right now? Uh, my guess is it's somebody who's struggling with sales, right? <laughs> getting getting, <laughs> yeah, getting yeah. in their own way. But what is it you're going to do for them? Like let's 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 pretend I'm a fly on the wall. Yep. in your coaching sessions, okay? Yep. I'm, I'm a fly on the wall, and I, I want to get a taste of what is some of the the conversations, like a common conversation or a common thing that a person says, I, oh, this, I don't know if I can, and then you've got to say, hey, here's why, here's how, you know, because what I want to do is be sure that people really understand who you're helping the best today, so yep. people that are listening to this, either A, themselves potentially could get help from you, uh, or if they know of another person that might be, you know, they know their product, they know their service, but there's that disconnect. So paint the picture. What's it look like working? So I stumbled upon my, my, my uh, real niche target market by accident. I, I was going out and I was meeting a lot of coaches and consultants because I wanted to pick their brain and learn. I wanted to learn from them. What did they like? What they didn't like? What did they do different? What they, what would they, what, what, what has worked out for them? And I was sitting and had a coffee with people and these people were incredible. They tell me about their coaching programs or how they impact people. And it's like, these people have the, 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 the empowerment. They can, they can impact and change people's lives, individuals and companies, the world. Right. And then they start telling me about how they're struggling to get customers, how they'd really be open with me about the challenges they were having going out and selling or being comfortable talking about price. Um, they, they were feeling the same thing I was feeling. They were feeling the imposter syndrome. And especially as a coach, what was happening is, who am I to coach somebody when I can't make money myself? Who am I to tell somebody how to live their life when I'm a failure? How hard is that? Like if you're going out and you're starting a coaching or consulting business and you're not getting clients out of the gate, look at me, I'm a sales coach. And if I'm not getting sales, how do I go coach other people how to, get, how to do sales? I'm an imposter, I'm a phony. I couldn't possibly help you. Yep, exactly. And that's why with SiriusNet, I pass referrals, I bring visitors, I do, you know, I do all those things that I want everybody else to do because when they see the leader using their own principles, it all falls into place. Yeah. Yep. So what I was seeing that is I first off, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad I was in sales for, for as long as I was. And I get sales because I think that's the difference for me is that I can go out and understand how to connect with people and build relationships of no like trust and eventually start selling. And you can even, you can do that whether it's in person or whether it's on a computer screen, right? I mean, yes. and that's what it, you know, and the thing is, is not everybody 
is wired for that. And and that's why like my niche of clients is I'm building my net teams. You know, I, I'm my, my perfect audience is a little different than it was three years ago when we were meeting in person. It's people like yourself that go, hey, you know what? I'm there, whether I'm physically there with you or on a computer screen, I'm 100% there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, Zoom so back to you, back to you. Let's talk about your, your sales coaching. We're getting distracted. Yeah. My fault. Yeah. Uh, no, no worries, no worries. Um, so coaches, consultants, um, heart-centered entrepreneurs that, that started their business because they have a purpose, a passion, or an expertise. Heart-centered entrepreneurs, okay. Heart-centered is so key. Because there are people, and, and somebody asked me the other day, is there a difference between a heart-centered entrepreneur and a regular entrepreneur? Yes, there are people out there that only care about money. There are people out there that only care about themselves. And they might say they care about other people, but that's just a rouge to try to get you to, to buy. There are people out there that could care less. And I I don't want somebody that could sell someone anything, like they don't have any kind of integrity. Or I want those heart-centered people. And the other thing is the heart-centered people are the ones that are going out and giving away their services. They just want to help people. They want to see people get better and, and they think that if i help people enough for free they'll see my value and want to pay me one day that's never true because you're giving them away you're just giving them free stuff they see you as that person that's giving me free stuff and, the, and they're not taking your stuff and running with it either because they're not investing in it so uh so that's 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 a huge piece there um so i love working with those people because so do you actually with your clients do you actually help them determine hey you know your, your prices just aren't you need to increase yes. your prices, and yes. so you, do you, you actually do drilling down then into the the, the the decimal places with people to help them understand that hey, for you yes. to really achieve what you want, can you be doing your product at, you know, can you make a living at twenty dollars an hour because that's ultimately what this is going to boil down to, or what about three hundred dollars an hour, which sounds better to you? We we break it down on times, how much time they're spending, you know, what what they have to do. We, yeah, we, so we break it down to the decimal point, but then the most important part is we practice it. We practice pitching it, right? Saying, oh, good. Role playing. Because that's that. the thing is, listen, I came out at the beginning and I had a high price, but I never believed in that price. When I said that price, I was nervous mm-hmm. and I'd always negotiate down. Oh, it's $2,000. But you know what? For you, I'll, I'll give it to you for $500. Like, what? Right, <laughs> like, right. What is that? When I have that nervousness, that other person is getting a subconscious signal that I'm nervous about, I must not be good because I am, I don't believe in what I'm selling. Right. And so they're never going to buy from me if I'm nervous about what I'm, what I'm pitching or if I'm dropping my pants and just, they might pay something cheap, but I can't afford to feed my family and pay my bills. Yeah. The perfect business model is one where everybody's winning. That's the perfect model. Yes. So you have to get comfortable pricing. And that was a big game changer. I talked about the mindset of, you know, at the beginning, making Mm -hmm. that switch. And then the second thing that came along was getting comfortable with my pricing because I would go into a meeting and somebody would ask me my pricing and I'd get nervous. Like I was almost afraid for them to ask me for my pricing because then I had to go out there and either say my high price or I had to be disappointed in myself and give them a low price. Or I'd just be confused altogether and say I'd, I'd send them a quote and I'd send them a quote in a few days. And so I'd let's talk about that for just a second. Let's, let's say that there's a heart-centered entrepreneur that I, I would want to refer to you. And uh, let's say they're in their first year or two of business. As you know, you were in that same boat yourself. Resources are scarce. Where do you fit in? Like, what are they investing to get this sales training? I hope I would assume you help them tr- kind of track their sales, plan their sales, 
you review the processes, review the language. Is that am I am I correct? There's, am I, there's, there's three areas that we yeah. work on, three categories. It's, it's mindset, okay. communication, and process. Excellent. Those are the three areas that I see whether you're if you're in business development, you've got to go gain customers. Yes. Uh, salesperson, entrepreneur, whatever you are, uh, you have to have the belief. You have to be able to communicate. In you have to have a process in place yes. to make sure that it's consistent because if not, you're going like this. Well, you, you can't know? measure if you don't have a process. You, you cannot measure what's what's working and what's not working if everything's fly by the seat of your pants. You yes. just can't. Okay, so uh, so what what do you charge for your services? Yeah, so uh, so I do a three month coaching plan. Uh, it's thirty two fifty. They we meet once a week. To again. It, it's mindset communication process. So we put together their communication strategy. And again, this is making sales intuitive for them. Yeah. I think the big differentiator is there's a lot of sales programs out there and you can get a script and you can learn the communication. But if you don't have the belief in the mindset behind why that works, I, I, if you don't believe that will work for you, you're never going to pull it off. And so it's so really, this is really weekly, bi-weekly, how, how often do you, so it's, it's, so it's pretty engaged yeah. and, and really pretty engaged. Because you have to, there's, you don't want to have too much space in between, right? Uh, or else things will get lost. This is something that has to become something that, you know, gets ingrained in somebody. And they're going to probably learn a ton in that first 90 days too. They're going to learn a ton about themselves and they're going to have, they're going to be, again, sales is going to be more natural and intuitive for them. They're going to understand who their target market is. They're going to understand their pricing. They're going to understand how to go out and communicate to those people and then attract them and bring them in and land them as clients. That's awesome. And the right people. Have uh, You know, not that I want to pressure you here, and I can always edit this if I need to, but give me an example of a client, you know, somebody like for myself or even for yourself, you go, oh my gosh, Thirty-two fifty. I've got barely enough money to make my mortgage payment. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I'm sure you've had a lot of people that did that. Uh, they bite the bullet. Paint a picture for me of somebody who is coming to you that that uh, you know had those challenges, and, yeah. and, and just maybe a success story that they've had. So it's, it's almost all my clients that come because they're struggling with that sales and money piece, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, I have a very high success rate of people that have now are going and, and they're building their business and making money. But I have this one story because this guy had one client. He felt like it was a pity client because it was his church and he felt pretty worthless uh, with, I, I can't go out and make money. And we had one session. We had a, our first session a two hour a two hour session because it's building that foundation. We got to go deep into a lot of stuff. And so that first two hour session we got done and he was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for you. And um, we put a little plan together and mm -hmm. he went out in one week after that two hour session and he closed four clients and was able to pay <laughs> for the next three months all up front. Wow. That is awesome. That is really Just awesome. from that one session. So that was a really exciting one. What type of business was it? He was a coach. He uh, he was he coached uh, elite athletes, high performing high school athletes. Oh, so he okay, was great. Them into the college level. So he was looking for athletes that wanted to get to co a college scholarship. That's fantastic. And 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 are people in that coaching and consulting space? Those I would imagine a lot of them are heart centered. So they're oh, probably yeah. they're, pro they're probably good people to potentially talk with you as well too. Co coaches and consultants are are I love working with them. I call it empowering the empowerers. I, yeah. I, if I could help them go out and see their dream. Yes. They go out and achieve their vision. But this is the thing. They're achieving their vision, going out and helping and changing the world for the good. Yes. 
they're impacting people one at a time. If I can be a part of that, it, it, it fills my bucket. Yes. It's so amazing. But then this is the huge piece. What I was seeing when I was having conversations with these people is they were contemplating taking a job just like I was. They were contemplating going back to work, giving up on their business, thinking it was a nightmare. And guess what? That hangs over you for your whole life. That hangs over you that I was a failure at this. I wasn't meant to do this. I, you know, I'm just going to go work at a job that I hate because that's what's meant for me. That's my life. And so I get to take to help those people go out and live their dream life and go out and do their coaching and, and impact people and change people's lives and not have to go back and feel like they're failures. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love it. That is really beautiful. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up with an advice advice segment. Uh, so somebody comes into your office, knocks on your door. Hey, Jason, you got a minute? And they go, hey, you know, I've been doing CirrusNet for 10 months now, and I haven't gotten any referrals. I'm not sure if the CirrusNet's right for me, the group's right for me. I'm not sure. Uh, what do you say? Because, again, you've got a different perspective on networking yep. now than you did four years ago. What do you say to that person? I would ask them what their strategy is. Are you just showing up to the meetings? Are you doing the minimum requirement? I love sports, right? If you show up at practice four days a week, you're the, that's the minimum requirement. If you want to become a new elite athlete, you've got to practice and put the work in outside of that minimum requirement. The minimum requirement for SiriusNet is to show up and do the meeting and do your one minute presentation. And the problem is people want to sell in that one minute presentation, right? They want to, like, if I don't do it, if I don't get a buyer here, I'm not going to get a buyer anywhere. That's not where the sale happens. You could yeah. show up for, for a your year sales and force. don't know who you are. Yeah, they're your sales force, not your sales target. Yes. So schedule trust builders, reach out to people. Like, I've reach done out that, to Jason. I did a trust builder with everybody and I gave one referral. And, and I haven't gotten a bunch of referrals. Where's my referrals? And then you got to ask, what are the trust builders like, right? <laughs> yes, yes. It is, it is a deep dive. you got to ask those questions because are you talking about yourself the whole time? Or are you truly asking questions and finding out more about those people? What are you giving back to the people? What are you giving back to your community? Um, and how do you touch are, them in between the meetings, right? How do you stay in touch when you're not there? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. I have a I have a policy and, and I, I teach this to my clients or really anybody. I talk about it in my podcast. If I think about somebody, and especially if I thought about them a couple times in a 24 hour four hour span, I'm gonna shoot them a message mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and say, Hey, what's up? I've thought about you a few times. Yeah. Guess what? Most of those people are like, Oh my god, I was just thinking about you too. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Or if I saw an article about something that related to a conversation I just had with somebody, I'll send that out to them. Like, hey, isn't this crazy? I just saw this article. Uh, it's just a way of helping making people staying in people's minds, just staying top of mind. And we're going to talk about this even more at Referraltopia. So I can't this wait. comes up before Referraltopia. We're going to dive deeper into this. So if you're listening to this right now and you want to know more about this, we're like, we're not, we're not diving deep because we only have 20 minutes here. Yep. Well, we already went over, but that's okay. I knew. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you, you and I to do 20 minutes, I know is going to be a challenge. <laughs> But we're not going to be three hours either. That's for sure. <laughs> exactly. I, I have an I have an appointment at eleven. Yep. So, no uh, so yep. Uh, um, yeah. If that, come to Referraltopia, check it out. We're going to talk about how to become a better listener, how to become a better conversationalist, how to how to build no like trust within your network and within with strangers, and how to convert that over to clients and referrals. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time today. I think that the advice you were giving in terms of asking people, what are you doing? What's your intention? What's your strategy? And how are you able to pour into other people? How are you able to, you know, because here's the thing, collaboration most of the time is where people find their sweet spot is when they can learn how yeah. to collaborate with other people in the groups to share clients.
collaboration. Yeah. Collaboration is huge. And if I could add one more yes, thing, please. because we, we talked about the one-on-one -on -one coaching, but yes. I really want to add in this year. I've really, I went back to my roots of where I started my business. I talked about the big client I landed. They were, I was a fractional leader within that company. Mm -hmm. And I, mm -hmm. so I led their sales team. Yeah. I went back to that because collaboration, I, I got put in touch by you with, uh, with Catherine Jewin. Mm -hmm. um, and I also had a client that they found out as we were drilling down, who's your strategic partners. They talked about EOS implementers and integrators. And I, I learned from my clients. I'm like, oh my God, I think my perfect client or my perfect strategic partner would be EOS implementers and integrators. So I started building relationships with those people. Yep. And Catherine was one of them because you connected me with Catherine and gave me the book traction from her. And she's referred me out now. I, the other segment of work I do is outside of that one-on-one -on -one coaching is I do work with teams, uh, especially if you're a company that's already got the EOS strategy in place, you're, you're operating off in the EOS system. Uh, I do set into that sales marketing leadership role. So I'll do the L10 meetings and quarterly meetings and run that company from the from that sales leadership standpoint, developing the salespeople, working with the, the leadership team. Excellent. So I wanted to add that in because yeah. that's been a huge thing this year and it's really helped me take the company to that next level. And the last thing I want to mention is we talk about SiriusNet and I, I, I would be really upset if I didn't add this in. 60% of my, 67% of my revenue in April, the month of April came from my connection to you and SiriusNet. That's a, and that helps you pay the $50 a month membership. <laughs> yeah, more than enough. More than enough. <laughs> well, I tell you, Jason, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to have this candid conversation with you. Totally open book. And I think that that's, this is the kind of stuff people are going to really benefit uh, from learning about. If you've heard this interview and you want to connect with Jason, he's one of the most approachable people you can connect with. You can find him on LinkedIn. You can find him on the CirrusNet website. You'll certainly see him at Referraltopia. Jason Tracy, roar into that Ooh, next appointment, roar. man. Roar into that next appointment. <laughs> and, and thanks for being a difference in CirrusNet, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for getting me in. Uh, thank you for, uh, for staying with me. I appreciate it. Of course. You. Of course.